BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Who's got it the worst? Man, isn't that a positive way to start the show? Who has it the worst? Three interesting candidates right around the corner for you. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So three candidates as of late. Who has it the worst? There would be uh, Nate Diaz last night. He loses to Jake Paul. That, that's, that's not great. There's uh, Tim Anderson of the Chicago White Sox who got floored. He got knocked down by Jose Ramirez in a baseball brawl. So he's on the table. And then we also have the Pack 4 we have the, I love, what I love how you said. I love how you said Tim Anderson got knocked down. No, he got knocked Tim, Tim Anderson got knocked him out. That's what he did. <laughs> he, got he got knocked out. It seemed like he got, you know, knocked the bleep out. And you could argue that's the case. But he got knocked down. He got knocked down. He was staggering. He was staggering, George. So maybe that counts as a knockout. Maybe so. So the question Man, is, it's if, not going to be if Nate If that Davis. were the UFC, he would have immediately received ham, hammer fists. And if it and if it and if he weren't able to, you know, grab onto a leg or something just to to, to buy a little bit of time, yeah, yeah, the ref would have been stopping that. So the question is, would Herb Dean, UFC referee, would he have jumped in in time to prevent the hammer fists from Jose Ramirez? That that's the question because you're right that that was. That would have followed it up with Tim Anderson seeing stars 
On, I don't know if he was on the grass or on the dirt, but either or at uh, the Guardians' home field. Not good. So who has it worse, George? Is it Tim Anderson or the Pack 4 It's got to be the Pack 4 right? Come on. What do you mean? Of course the Pack 4 the, Tim, Tim Anderson is still getting his checks. That's right. There's, there's, this didn't stop Tim Anderson's checks, his at-bats, anything like that. The the uh, the uh, pack four are sitting on an island solo, bro. They are praying for some sort of, you know, reasonable solution that is going to be way less than what they would have wanted. And this is and you know that this just touches me to every single part of my soul. Mm. And this was so avoidable. Larry Michael Scott, and I call him Larry Michael Scott because he ran the Pac-12 like he was running Dunder Mifflin paper. He ruined it for everybody. Oh, no. God, please, no. He ruined it for everybody. We, we Do you realize that the conference in 2011, yes. they were getting ready to pull Oklahoma and Texas. That's right. And you went from that – Two, and you have one of the best conferences at the top this year, and you went from that to extinction? Yep. Dude, he signed a 12-year media deal. Everybody else signed. Everybody else got to go back to the table twice. Twice. He was like, what about the ACC though, George? How that 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 deal goes? The ACC goes to like what twenty thirty six? Their deal is forever. Their commissioner is equally as bad because that (laughs) league is getting ready to fall apart too. It might be, it might be, but man, you go back to like you're saying twenty eleven. They had the opportunity to to expand to sixteen, and Larry Scott said, "Nah, we're good." The USC AD at the time, Pat Hayden said we don't need to expand to 16 teams they would have been ahead of all of this stuff george they would have been ahead of all of it yeah and then the new commissioner well well actually and and even beyond that right because larry michael scott deserves a lot of credit in this in terms of of this failure but you know who deserves the most uh credit michael crow Arizona State's president who just enabled this dude and anybody who would say a bad word about him. No, he's doing such a great job. What? Stop it. He's not doing a great job. He's doing a pitiful job. And 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 he just kept on co-signing everything that, that, that this dude did. And the presidents, pretty much all of them are gone now. But they all enabled him. They all enabled him to uh, they uh, they redid his deal, and then when George Kliakoff finally came in and was the commissioner, oh oh hold up hold up hold up. Well, prior to George Kliakoff uh, coming in, the biggest sin of Larry Scott was was the Pac-12 networks. He convinced the presidents that owning a hundred percent of your rights that it was going to be a gold mine on the back end. And then they spent way too much money to to produce an inferior product. They didn't have the like it, it. It was essentially like big baller brand, where like yeah, you got a good idea, 
but you don't have the infrastructure to produce shoes like Nike and Adidas and Puma and any of them. And then you fail because you don't have that infrastructure. And that's exactly what Larry Scott did. He failed because he didn't have the infrastructure. And instead of selling the Pac-12 networks, part of it, you know, 49% like the SEC did or, or, or 51% like, like the Big Ten did or even the ACC. Instead of doing that and letting the professionals at Fox or CBS or ESPN produce your your programming, instead, you're like, we'll do it ourselves, even though we have no core competency to do this. Yeah, it didn't work out well. And then also think about this too, George, is the latest commissioner, George Klyovkov. I, I, I'm ballparking it, right? Are we close enough? Is this sort of yes. like the, the neighborhood yeah, play yeah. when you're turning to old school in Major League Baseball? Like I'm, I'm trying to get oh, yeah, as close yeah, as possible. Yeah, that's a neighborhood play, bro. A neighborhood name right there for sure. But think about this. This is Dan Patrick earlier in the week, and he was explaining how last year the Pac-12 was approached by the Big 12. And listen to how that went down and how the tables were turned this offseason. Here you go. Apparently there was a call last year from the Big 12 to the Pac-12 to say, hey, the commissioners, could we talk about maybe a merger here? And then according to Ross Dellinger of Yahoo Sports, the uh, Pac-12 commissioner uh, said no. Weren't, they weren't interested in a merger. And then fast forward to this year, uh, reportedly the commissioner reached out to the Big 12 commissioner, Bob Bowlesby, and went, uh, hey, what about that merger? And then the Big 12 went, Nah, not interested. Mm, that's rough right there. Where it, 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 it happened. It seems like it took forever for it to get to this point, George. But it was within a, a week. It was within a day. Like, we thought on well, Thursday. It, it was 13 months. He true, true. But to completely to unravel. To completely unravel just this week, it seemed like Washington and Oregon were staying put. And the next thing we know... Nope, they're going to the Big Ten, and then it was it was just dead. Pac-12 is dead. It's no more. It's a damn shame, bro. <laughs> it's like, it is because, look, man, I, I understand why these schools chase the money, or as Deion Sanders says, chase the bag. They're looking for a payday. I get all of that. But for you, George, who played – at Oregon, played in the Pac-12. Me as a, a fan, it's just like we're not winning when it comes to this stuff. No. And I try to, I try to have a, a positive attitude with some of the realignment. Some of it can be interesting. There are going to be some more interesting rivalries and and all that. But the change and not knowing ultimately where it's headed, it's just chaos right now. It is full blown chaos with all this realignment. I just yes. think of the NFL, too, is think if we had the equivalent in the NFL where the Cowboys are playing in the AFC South and, oh, uh, you didn't hear the Eagles. Yeah, they're in the AFC West, actually. You're like, why would they be in the West? They're in Philly. It's like, that's just realignment. Dude, when you what's look happening. at the map now, it looks insane. The map of the Big Ten looks insane. You, you, you have... <laughs> Oregon, Washington, UCLA, USC, all up and down the West Coast. And then you fast – then the, the the next closest team is what, Nebraska? Yeah. 
Nebraska or Iowa. I got I got to pull out a map to see which one's closer. And, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Yeah. So and and when you think about the impact on the student athletes and and Eli Drinkwich um, from Missouri talked about this today. I posted it on my Twitter at George Reister. He talked about the impact on the student athletes, not so much the football players. Because the football players, this is no big deal. I mean, you you play, you know, six or seven home games, five five or six away games. You know, if you're in if you're at Washington, does it really matter if your away game is at Arizona or if it's at Nebraska? <laughs> I mean, it's it's like the it's like the same flight. You know what I mean? So but however though, for baseball, volleyball, right. Softball, uh, swimming. Yep. I mean, what track? What, what whatever other sports? Uh, you know, may compete multiple times in a week. That creates a natural problem. And the the Big Ten says that they have solutions for these things, but some athletes raise some valid concerns. They're like, "Yo, I didn't, I didn't go." to a school to, you know, because I, well, I went to certain schools because I wanted to play regionally that way my family could come see me play. And Eli Drinkowitz brought up a good point that all of these coaches who complain about the transfer portal, complain about, you know, uh, the NIL and buying players mm-hmm. and all of this stuff, all the coaches that complain about that. How many student athletes were asked about what their thoughts were about conference realignment? And it was about the money, right? So if it's about the money, then then and it's good for all the adults. How is that not good for the players? But uh, um, our man, Mr. Sam, has what Eli Drinkowitz had to say. I thought the portal was closed. Um, oh, that's just for the student athletes. The adults in the room get to do whatever they want, apparently. And it's um, look. I, I, my question is: Did we count the cost? I'm not talking about a financial cost. I'm talking about: Did we count the cost for the student athletes involved in this decision? We're talking about a football decision. They based off football, but what about softball and baseball, who have to travel cross country? Do we ask about the cost of them? Do we know what the number one indicator of uh, of symptom or cause of mental health is? It's lack of rest and sleep. Traveling in those baseball, softball games, you know, those those people, they travel commercial, they get done playing at four, they gotta go to the airport, they come back, it's three or four in the morning, they gotta go to class. I mean, did we ask any of them? Was he from a cave there, George? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if he was. In... Hey he was man, hey, hey, just all that all that matters is that we got a chance to hear him. We, <laughs> and it makes sense. But the thing is, okay, cool. I hear him on all that stuff. But what's the solution? All these schools are going to keep doing the same stuff. You know, they're well, going to keep chasing his, the money. His uh, point was was like, you know, we didn't pay attention that nobody was really paying attention to this. So don't get to complaining about the players, which well, yeah. I was like, good job, buddy. Yeah. Good job. Because he started with, I thought the transfer portal was closed. 
Clearly, it ain't. It, clearly, it is for the for for the players. It ain't for the schools, though. Tra- transfer portals always open for the coaches. Transfer portal always open. So don't say a damn thing about the players. Well, yeah, and we'll have some uh, sound of Deion Sanders as well. He made a similar point, and listen, I I hear him on all of that. I absolutely make that. Uh, I can understand that uh, that assessment right there. We'll get to the Dion stuff around the corner. Hey, we want to welcome in Charlottesville's Fox Sports 102.9 FM and also 1540 AM. That's in Charlottesville, Virginia. Market manager Garrett Klingel replacing ESPN. Power move. Huh? What do you think about that, George? We thought uh, these schools leaving the Pac-12. That was big news. Nothing compared to Charlottesville, Virginia. Leaving the four-letter. For the three-letter, if you will. Hey, so shout hey, out man. to him. Very nice move there. Let me upgrade you. <laughs> I remember the old DirecTV ads with Beyonce in that song. It was a great tie-in. Very good marketing campaign. You got a, a, the voice of an angel, I have to say here, George. You've uh, been singing the last couple of shows we've done together. Um, hey, I, man, I think it's going to... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my DeMarcus wear on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, coming up next, who has benefited? Not necessarily the most. Who's just benefited in general? That's on the way. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. I'm Brian No. He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more all your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. You know, George, there was something that Jay Hart pointed out. So he writes for Yahoo Sports. And he was just uh, writing about all this realignment. And he said, uh, pop quiz, name a program that's elevated itself by moving from one Power 5 conference to another Power 5 conference. (laughs) He wrote, name just one. Texas A&M? No. Maryland and Rutgers? Nope. Colorado, Virginia Tech, Pitt, Boston College, Miami? No, 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 no. Nebraska? Hell no. So you think about that, George. I understand these teams are chasing the money chasing the payout but take texas for instance has life gotten better for texas or will it when they move to the sec next year they can't do anything in the big 12 what are they going to do in the sec they get a bigger payday congratulations are you a step closer to the playoff no your steps backward so that's the way i see a lot of the realignment stuff is great you get more money and that can help but if the competition is stiffer than what you just left and you didn't have great results before. What are you expecting going forward? Okay. Now, he's right on some level, right? The the difference, though, between the what's previously happened and what's happened now is, is that there was a scarcity issue. Is that the is that these teams, when there is such unequal pay disparity when you have, you know, Pac-12 pulling in, you know, $27 million this last year from the conference, right? And you have the Big Ten pulling in $50 million. When you have Colorado and Mel Tucker is your head coach and Michigan State says, we want Mel Tucker, there's nothing Colorado can do to keep Mel Tucker. Mm-hmm. Because Michigan State will just say, eh, hey, hey, Mel, Mel, you want to double your money and your assistance money and your recruiting budget and everything else? Mm. How, do you, how, how do you say no to that? I mean, look at Jonathan Smith over at Oregon State. He just recently got a raise. How is the school going to be able to afford this? So the likely scenario is 
here comes the school X from the Big Ten. I mean, when, you know, if if UCLA loses Chip Kelly or Lincoln Riley goes to the NFL, who do you think they're going to be calling? Jonathan Smith. And instead of making $4.5 million a year, USC's like, hey, yo, bro, we'll pay you nine. No. Hey, no. Um, hey, 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 I know that you like your job here, right? Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> but uh, I, want, I want you to come over to the George Reister Network, and I will give you a fully guaranteed deal for eight years at double. What is Brian No going to do? Am I working with you, or do I get to pick my co-host? I'm just kidding. It's. I mean, I mean, I'm 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 paying you double, so you probably <laughs> so you, get to you're make gonna take some, what you get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, and you you probably get to dictate some terms too, because I want you really bad. <laughs> well, that's nice. Of you. Um, I hear you. Trust me, I hear you. Listen, money can solve some problems. There's no doubt, but just like life, money doesn't solve all your problems. Nope. And so, although you might be able to keep your coach, if okay, like you move to uh, a bigger payday, right? You go from uh, the Big Twelve to the SEC, like Texas and Oklahoma are going to do, or you, a better example, these Pac-12 schools that are going to the Big Ten, USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, they're going to make a lot more money. But if they're not getting to the playoff, if they're not having that success, there's going to be a ripple effect that way too. So I hear well, you as far as the well, money goes, but that's not be, everything. But but that's where the change is happening too, is that there were only four teams in the playoffs. And after this year, there will be 12 teams in the playoffs. Who do you think is going to get the majority of those bids? Well, a lot of them are going to be from the power, I don't know what we're going to call them now, power four as it stands. We're going to the power three. I, but mean, let's just, I mean, who if there are 12 bids, right? There were there were supposed to be the six highest power yep. five champions, but there but that's going to be whittled down to five. So now you got seven open spots left. Who do you think is going to get those seven spots? Well, that's pretty what much becomes all interesting. seven spots. I don't like, know about what that. conference. Well, it's going to be SEC, Big Ten, but the thing that we're going to run into. Starting next year, it's, it feels like 2023 doesn't even matter. It's like when, when all this stuff comes into play in 2024. But when we expand to 12 next year, I think that it's going to be a really interesting debate with a lot of teams that are trying to get that 11th spot, that 12th spot, where you might have an SEC team that played a gauntlet of a schedule, might have a really impressive win, but they've got two or three losses and they're duking it out with some team from a, a smaller conference that maybe has one loss, and, and the, or they're and unblemished, they're going right? To get in, and, no, no, I'm saying, and the SEC or the Big Ten team is going to get in. I don't know. I don't I'm know, you, bro, because the when because these conferences are going to move to, they're going to move to, um. Uh, to playing either nine or ten conference games. And playing nine or ten conference games is going to be rewarded significantly more than playing in the Mountain West. I don't know, man, because you have that now. I mean, outside of the SEC and ACC, most of, a lot of these Big 12s played nine conference games for a long time, Big 10. You know, yep. 
and, they played and those what, conference games. And what uh, and and the difference is is that you used to not be able to fade losses, but the reality is everybody's going to have losses now. Like if you go to nine or ten conference games, everybody is going to have losses. Nobody is going to be able to remain undefeated. So it's going to be a level playing field. And those yeah. teams are going to be rewarded. I mean, it's like the SEC bias. There will be big – and there's Big Ten bias. That, that bias of these are the biggest, baddest teams in the world will, will hold true. Well, they'll get most of the bids. I agree with that. But I still think, depending on the resume of one of the smaller teams, I'm just looking – like, for instance, Tulane last year, they were ranked in the top ten late in the season, you know? Does Tulane, who was twelve and two, do, do they get in? That that record is a little inflated based on you know the exactly. bowl game and all that, right? Right. But if they're eleven and two, right before they play USC, is that good enough to get in over an SEC team that's whatever eight and four? They're nine and three, right? It like, depends on who their losses were to right. and how they looked. It still the, absolutely it matters. Yeah. See, but the thing is, is that their conference champion is already going to be in. See, th- th- this is where it's going to trend a little bit more like basketball, where where their their conference champions, like you are going to have to win your league to get in. If you're in the Mountain West, if you're in the AAC, even though that that may be getting ready to get rated by the Pac-12. You're going to have to win your conference to get in. And and then, if not, you are going to have to pray for an at-large bid. And you and those schools are going to get one at the absolute most. One. Uh, by the way, while we were talking about uh, some of the coaches and their views on all the realignment, we had the Eli Drinkwitz sound, the Missouri head coach. This is Deion Sanders, Colorado head coach, what he had to say about chasing a payday man i don't care about no different teams moving up we trying to win man i don't care what we play okay i don't i don't care what conference who we're playing against we're trying to win all this is about money you know that it's about a bag everybody's chasing a bag then you get mad at the players when they chase it how's that how do how do the grown-ups get mad at the players when they chasing it when the colleges are chasing yeah, that's true. I, I just I know you know that's true. Couple couple more teams moving today, rumored. I mean, it's just yeah. crazy. Yeah, same teams are talking about us, right? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh Lord, that was good. I mean, you can't argue with him. He makes a great point. Um, these schools are doing what the players are doing, and it's interesting when some of the the coaches get upset about it. Lane Kiffin had some thoughts about it. You mentioned before Dabo Sweeney, some of the things he said in the past about players getting paid. And yet you're seeing all this realignment and the schools are doing the exact same thing. They're chasing a monster payday. So Dion makes sense there. Uh, you can't only talk trash about the, the players. If the schools and the adults are doing the same thing, there's no doubt about that. Oh, we also have Monsi Bolaños with us. This afternoon, very excited about that to spin us around the sporting landscape. Hopefully good news. Good news here today. There, right, there is good news. Okay. I just bought Taylor Swift tickets. How much were they? Let's not talk about how much. I, <laughs> Let's I not do that. Ready to ask that. <laughs> Let's not do Can't it. Wait. The, you know, uh, I convinced my friend. She said, why not? Let's do it. That's what credit cards are for. And she has a point. Ooh. Wow. That, so, that's a credit card investment. Not what credit cards are for. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, to to us it is. To us it is. So, mm-hmm. good news there. I don't know if I'll regret it later, but. Paying, paying for them tickets till 2029. And you know what? In 2029, when I've paid it off, I'm going to be like, it was worth it. That's what I'll be telling you, Georgie. Is this the most expensive concert ticket you've had? 100%. And I've, yeah. I've seen Jay-Z and Beyonce. Wait, I, is, this a re- is, is this a resale ticket or is this of a... Of course it's a... Georgie, of course it's a resale ticket. Oh, God. This oh, has been oh, sold out for months and months. Oh, my gosh. You got... So, so not only are you paying a too much money, amount of too money, much. and them fees. Oh yeah, Lord no, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. So, so the, uh, so where are you sitting at? It doesn't matter. That's no, irrelevant. No, you're just no, in. No, no. You're in. No, it does. No, it does matter. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. The point was, I wanted to see here, and I'm in. That's it. Are you so behind are a you, pole? Are you, are I am you not behind a pole, a and I am not behind the stage. Are you? Wait, where? I'm not sitting behind an obstructed view or okay. a pole or behind the stage. I am in front of the stage. Okay, cool. Yeah, see? yeah. Yeah, that's a legit scene. No, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. So now, are you in front of the stage with binoculars? Probably. Okay. Probably. Right. Yeah. Probably. It's all right. That's how I saw Beyonce when she was at the I, Rose Bowl. But you're I am funny about yeah. where I sit at concerts. Because oh, flex alert. I know. No, I no, was no, gonna no. literally tell us. Go ahead, flex it out. Go ahead, no. tell us. No, no, no. I'm funny about where I sit at concerts and fights and stuff like that. Where like you have all these people that try to flex. Oh, I'm sitting on the floor and I all of this stuff. I hate floor seats. No floor. Floor seats are the worst. Are the worst. You end up looking at the jumbotron. I actually like sitting about five rows up right. in, in, in the risers. Right. And then you can look right down into it. I 100% agree with you, especially because I'm so short. See, so you Floor thought it was going to are... be a flex alert, but it's a smart guy alert. No, it's also flex. It's also flex. <laughs> How is that a flex? Because we know, George Reister, we know. I choose not to sit on the floor with all the elites. With all the elites. Right, but, no, but you, said, sitting, you didn't say, right. you didn't say I'm, I'm not going to go from the floor to the second deck. Yeah, You're I like, I'm going row five. I'm going row five. I'm not going, five. I'm not going sitting, sitting in the second Seat deck. one on the edge <laughs> so nobody bothers me. No, That's if I'm George sitting Reister. next to God, I'm not, I'm not going. <laughs> I may be sitting next to God. I may be. I may be. But you know what? Don't take it away from me. But you're me. there. I'm there. I'm there, and I'm stoked. I can't believe it. I can't believe I got somebody to do it with me, you know? I was ready to go by myself. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. But all the guys here were like, do it. Do it. They were Charge like, the worst. Yeah, yeah, all the guys here, do it. When else are you going to do it? Do it. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay, let's talk NFL. No more Taste Swift, at least for now. Preseason is upon us. And according to the NFL Network, Broncos head coach Sean Payton says that quarterback Russell Wilson and their starters will play in the preseason game against the Cardinals on Friday. Rookie quarterback Bryce Young will play in the Panthers preseason opener against the Jets on Saturday. The Panthers have also reached a one-year deal with four-time Pro Bowl line backer Justin Houston. Let's move on to Major League Baseball. We've got three games going on. It's a tie one between the Mariners and the Angels in LA. 1-1. They're about to start the bottom of the sixth inning. The Giants have taken the lead over the A's. It's 4-3 in Oakland. Top of the fourth inning. And the Diamondbacks are beating the Twins in Minnesota. 1-0. Top of the sixth inning. Overnight, the U.S. Women's National Team was eliminated from the World Cup. I know. In a round of 16, losing to Sweden 5-4 in a penalty shootout after extra time finish scoreless. This is the earliest exit from the U.S. team in Women's World Cup history. Defender Julie Ertz announced her retirement from international soccer. 
following the heartbreaking loss. This is according to ESPN. Well, Alex Morgan in, her, in an interview says she's not planning to hang up her boots anytime soon. So at least there's that. I can keep wearing my Alex Morgan jersey. And back to you guys. That's rough when you got to announce your retirement. After right a loss. After. I yeah. know. Earliest exit in U.S. women's national team history. Yes. And then right after it's uh, this is uh, when I'm going to announce oh, my retirement. We, That's rough. We saw yeah. this was coming, though. Yeah. We saw this was coming. But they, I mean, yeah. they, they just didn't have the energy and the um, – and the you know and the and the everything that they needed to be able to win and this was an inevitable out- outcome yeah. but the reality is they just gave us back to back world world cups right. they weren't going to win 5 in a row right. i mean just i mean it, it like sometimes you need one of these things to be like oh wait we're not invincible let's mm-hmm. get hungry again mm-hmm. yeah and i also think though <laughs> It's how they went down. I can understand them not winning it, but this is the earliest exit ever for them in a Women's World Cup. They had one win, three draws, and four goals. Right. Right? Like, that would yeah. be that'd be like the Nuggets winning it all and then getting booted basically in the first round or mm. swept in the second round. Like, just a beatdown. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what just happened. Mm. That That's rough, man. I can appreciate them not winning it again, but... The way they lost was like that. That was that was eye-opening. <laughs> How quickly things changed. Now, I don't know what was going on that led to that, but they never got on track at all, whatsoever. That's the way it went down. All right, we got a lot to do over here. We've got according to Monsi, right around the corner. I don't know if there will be a Taylor Swift theme. It's gonna be all Taylor Swift. It'll be no, all Taylor Swift <laughs> observations. All of it. Every, all three of them. I mean, at least one might have, might have Maybe. something to do with know. the cost of concert <sighs> tickets, the exorbitant fees. If you're uh, on one of those websites, right? Ah, oh, brutal. So Just annoying. freaking brutal. Uh, so we'll get to that around the corner. According to Monsi, stick with us here. Brian No and George Reister coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, he's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. And it is the summer of TireRack sweepstakes. That's right, it's rolling on. One winner has already been selected to win a set of four brand new tires. That's right, it's Anthony K from Huntingburg, Indiana. You ever, ever been to Huntingburg, Indiana there, George, with all your travels there? Hell no. Haven't been through Huntingburg. Well, Anthony K. He is from Huntingburg. I haven't either, and I'm a Hoosier. I've never heard of Huntingburg, but shout out to him. He's our first winner. Small town people are like guaranteed contest winners. Like if you live in a major city, I feel like (laughs) you're you're toast. Not happening. Well, uh, Anthony K. He cashes in. You could be it's next. Like, two more it's like winners. Somebody rich winning the lottery. It just doesn't happen. Okay, so uh, two more winners have the opportunity to win a set of four brand new tires plus installation, taxes, and fees. That's all valued at up to fifteen hundred dollars. So you can, can enter win? daily. Because need- you're killing me, George. Hold on a second. Enter daily, which gets you a new entry into the contest. 
at foxsportsradio.com. If you enter every single day, you have a better chance to win, just like Anthony Kay from the metropolis of Huntingburg, Indiana did. Two more winners will take home a set of four brand new tires between now and August 22nd, 27th. The second winner will be selected next weekend. To enter and get rules, visit foxsportsradio.com. It's sponsored by TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, you got something else there real quick there, George? I didn't mean to cu- cut you off. It's just, uh, you know. No, it's fine. No okay. worry about it. We got this. Let's dive in. Crazy. <laughs> and now it's time for. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's not going to be pretty. According to Monsi. I love it. Ah, uh, yes. According to Monsi, controversial take to begin that she would rather watch Tim Anderson square off than YouTuber Jake Paul. I do not understand why anybody is into watching Jake Paul box retired old UFC fighters. I truly, like, I I don't understand how this is impressive. Uh, Jake Paul, I heard, I found out today, comes from money. So it's like, okay, so this YouTuber who has money and has YouTube some stuff that I don't like or support has all the money to pay all these trainers to learn how to fight. And instead of fighting boxers, he is fighting retired UFC fighters who have never boxed before. And everybody's, like, impressed. Like, why are we paying money to watch this guy and I'm not like a huge boxing or UFC fan in any way shape or form but how is this not taking away from the sport of boxing itself if this guy is out there doing this I I don't understand the infatuation I don't get the hype I don't get why anybody would pay to watch him fight I don't understand how this is a big deal it's two different things Monty no what are you talking about? There is real boxing, and then there is, like, inter- entertainment. Right. You mean, like, WWE? Yeah. Okay, go do that. But this he's taking this seriously. This well, isn't, then, like, a well, joke to tell him. tell people to stop buying it. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're literally giving this guy money over watching him fight people who can no longer go to a UFC ring and actually, or actually fight a boxer. Like, I'm just yeah. not, everybody you have fought, I'm not impressed by it. And this guy yeah, thinks he's, he's, like, he's, hot he's stuff. He's a Ronda Rousey. Okay, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. I think one of you guys said that earlier today. Yeah, I just don't, I don't get it. Like, no, give me Tim Anderson squaring off and getting knocked out any day. (laughs) Any day. According to Monsi. According to Monsi. Everybody needs to know who I don't even know, right. who Brian Dooley is. Yes, this is such a great story. It came out like two days ago, and I was like, oh my God, I have to talk about this. Brian Dooley is the captain of the Eastern Michigan football team. He has just given his scholarship up to his teammate, Zach Conti, who is a senior walk-on and has been paying his way through school to play football, even sold his plasma just to keep playing football. And this guy, who's the captain, has just given up his scholarship because they couldn't get one more scholarship to give to Zach Conti. Nobody does that. Nobody. I, there's people out there, famous people who have scholarships who should not get a scholarship. I'll leave it at that. You never hear people doing this. And this what? guy just did it for his teammate. Where was this at again? It's Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan. Eagles. Hey, that sounds like that they need some donors to pony up some dollars. That's what that sounds like to me. Right? I mean, the coach apparently came out and begged for them to get one more scholarship. I think they had 84, 85, and he begged for one more, and they did it. So the captain gave it up for his teammate. I love that. I'm going to cry. Cool story. 
According to Monsi. All right. According to Monsi, um, a tater tot is the worst potato you can offer me. Yo, why? <laughs> Who likes tater tots? Like, I love tater tots. Are you I, kidding? I love tater tots. I, tater tots wow. and ketchup are tremendous. No, wow, absolutely bro. not. Bring me a French fry. Bring me potatoes. What is it? A gratin with the like cheesy oh, thing. Oh, so good. Those are so mashed potatoes. This? Any potato. A tater tot. I'm just like, it's not. I, I see it and I dip it in ranch. I dip it in ketchup and I eat it. I'm like, this is not good. Why is anybody into tater tots? This is the most controversial But I will say there are some subpar tater tots. Most are subpar. Like you like like you do have to do tater tater tots, right? Like you can't do like the little cheapo like, tater tots. Like you gotta make them joints. Even right? the most perfect tater tot that is crispy on the outside, I'm just like not into it. Like give me any all I love fried food and I'm so disappointed every time I have a fried little tater tot. And I don't care what you put gritty. on it. They're a little gritty, you know? Yeah, kind of like, I'd rather have hash grit. browns. Like, I just don't like a tater tot. And I don't know it, how people prefer that. Is this a Cheez-It type thing where you talk trash about <laughs> Cheez-Its for a while, and then you tried a certain kind, and you're like, no. I'm on board. Is no, that what's happening No, this is here? not because I've tried tater tots in different ways. Loaded tater tots, non-loaded, this, that. No, and I'm never, I'm never satisfied. Not once. Wow. And Cheez-It. Cheez-Its are thumbs down. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Georgie. Thank you. We don't you. need more controversy here, George. No more controversy. Cheez-Its right, rule. Next. I respect the hustle. Do you? A hustle that is working and a hustle that is not working whatsoever. That is on the way. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You know, George, last hour we had, according to Monsi, and Monsi was like, get this YouTuber, Jake Paul, out of my face. <laughs> Don't want to see this guy. Which I can understand. I can appreciate that. But here's my stance on it. It's working. Right? This guy... He's got a formula that is working. He is fighting big-name opponents like Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is a big name in mixed martial arts. He's not a boxer. And so what happens? Jake Paul goes out there. He beats this guy, Nate Diaz, who's not a boxer. And Jake Paul gets a lot of notoriety. He gets a lot of money. It's a hustle that's working out. It's a smart approach. It keeps working time and time again. See... It works, but it's also getting a little bit tired. Sure. And, and I'm a person who buy who watches Jake Paul fights, right? So is the the issue is is that like Nate Diaz didn't look in great shape yesterday. Ben Astrin didn't look in great shape. Anderson Silva was a shell of himself. Like, honestly, I would rather see him fight Adrian Peterson or, or you know, like somebody who is still up and at him, you know, Le'Veon as an Bell? athlete. You want yes, Le'Veon yes, Bell? Yes, because yeah. Le'Veon Bell knocked out. Yes, I would rather see him fight Le'Veon Bell because it, it it's just a, like Jake Paul, I appreciate him because he's he is – like really boxing and it takes courage to get in that ring 
And I remember before his first fight, I used to see him over at Cal- – my son used to have practice over at Calabasas High School. And I used to see him and his brother on the track running every single day. And I was like, bro, they look like they're training for boxing. And then it turned out that they were. And I was like, oh, they're really about this life. Now, when you watch him fight, like nothing about him looks like Errol Spence and Bud Crawford. Mm-hmm. Like like technique-wise and all of that. But he's been doing it all of like 30 minutes. So I don't mind his hustle. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there's an expiration date on fighting has-been UFC fighters. Now, has-been boxers? Okay, cool. Like, I would not mm-hmm. mind seeing him get in there with – I mean, hell, you could put him in there with Roy Jones and I would buy it. <laughs> you could put him in there with uh, with anybody – you could put him in there with a retired boxer who's recently retired – and uh-huh. I would pay for that. Like, I, 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 he's got to go from the UFC guys to guys who can who actually have a pulse boxing. That's got to be the next step. Because you want, you uh, too, too like far this, gone, Antonio Tarver. You got any excuses tonight, Roy? He's not just recently retired. That's a I bit just too far I just gone. saw Antonio Tarver in Vegas uh, for the fight and. Nothing about Antonio Tarver looks like he's ready to get back in the ring right now. <laughs> Perfect. Nate's like, that's the next guy right there. I hear you. Dude, dude, Nate Nate was dad bod, bro. Yeah. He had a dad bod fighting fighting against him. He didn't look he looked woefully unprepared. Right. To the point where I was like, is he paying these dudes to take a dive? <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? I doubt it, but that's a whole other can of worms right there. I just think that you just. I look mean, at those he got two. he got more to fight Jake Paul, right? the The estimates were that he got a half a million dollars uh, for this fight, plus pay per view a, a percentage of pay per view. So in Jake Paul's last fight against Fury, he got uh, like three million dollars. Fury got one and a half, and then they split the. Uh, pay-per-view 65-35 Jake Paul. So now let's say that they did that, except for for this fight, it was two million for Jake, half a million for um half a million for uh Diaz? what's it? Oh for, for for Nate Diaz. And then plus let's say they get another, you know, few million off of pay-per-view buys. That's worth it for Nate Diaz. Absolutely worth it. He's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take this to the bank. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, he's printing money. He's way bigger than Nate Diaz also. Like, he's, they're not even in the same weight class. Uh, so it's working. And I hear you. You want to turn the page and see something new, and maybe there will be something new down the road. But for right now, it's working where he's beating these UFC guys who have names. Like, Anderson Silva was saying. a huge it- name. He's not what he once was. But the yeah. buildup for I'm a fight, and then you it, see it, and you're like, okay. That it right. has an expiration date. Yeah. That, that, that what he's doing has an expiration date that, that right now, I think that we are at the point where we're like, okay, 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 we, we see you can beat washed-up MMA fighters. Let's see you fight a washed-up boxer or a current athlete. I would not mind seeing – Jake Paul fight a a professional athlete, a current professional athlete, 
who who boxes in the offseason. Because when when I was playing, even though we, we were in two different weight classes, if I were playing in the NFL, oh, I would have stepped in there with 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 uh, Jake Paul and whooped his ass. Because I used to train in the offseason in boxing, <laughs> and I'm a better athlete, stronger, faster, everything. Man, ain't no ain't no way, ain't no way. That's what we need to see. Okay, now real quickly here, uh, l- let me circle back to it because um, I want to stick with the theme of hustling forward, hustling backwards. I want to get back to you, you know, with the uh, the fists of fury over there, going back to Jaguars training camp. Okay, we're going to weave our way to that, but let's stick with hustling here for a second because hustling backwards, that would be your uh, Los Angeles Angels there where they've lost yes! five straight. Yes! They are absolutely hustling backwards. They are, like, I'm on my MLB app. They've been so bad, they booted me out. They're like, you can't watch them right now. They're so bad, we, we can't let you see. I just saw the Mariners hit a go-ahead home run. They were up 2-1 at last look. But the Angels have lost five in a row. They are just dwindling, 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 dwindling. It was a mistake, George. It was a mistake not they to They just went Otani. all in, though, no? They I just know. went all in. They messed so up. So they, they sold their farm system, which they had finally had looking like a reasonable farm system, right? Because the Angels' farm system had been grossly bad. And then they finally got it looking decent, and then they throw it in the trash to try to go all in for a World Series right now, and now they and now they stink worse. They're awful right now. They have tied it up. So there's a glimmer of hope here, George. We're knotted up well, at 2-2. Well, just two, look at two. the standings. I know. Look at the standings. They've lost five in a row, and now they are six and a half games out of a wild card spot when they were like three. Yeah, that's not looking good. And they've got a couple of teams ahead of them in the wild card race. So they're six and a half out. Yes, uh, including <laughs> the wild team that they're card playing to, today, Seattle. Yeah. Seattle, got, the Yankees, Boston. Yeah, so the wild card teams right now, you got the Rays, Astros, and Blue Jays. Those are the three wild card teams right now. And ahead of the Angels, you've got the Mariners. You've got the Yankees. You've got the Red Sox. You've got all these teams. They're one of two, four, six, seven teams vying for three spots. That's where they're at right now. And look, man. I understand you don't want to be known as the team that traded Shohei Otani. I understand that. But when we fast forward to the offseason and he leaves and you get nothing, you're going to be known as the team that didn't get get anything for the guy. pick between like 65 and 75. (laughs) Wow. That's, man, that's huge for the future right there. You know? (laughs) Think about this, too. If Never he, mortgage your future. Never, ever, ever. This is, unless you are terminally ill, never mortgage your future. I mean, it's it's insane to me why teams do this. They're like, oh, man, like, like look at what the Rams did. No. They mortgage the entire future, and they're one of the few teams that have actually done it and won a championship, sure. right? yeah, yeah. Now, the Rams are going to miss the playoffs again this year. They were awful last year, 
And yeah, they won a championship, but but how are Rams fans feeling, going to be feeling after this year when they miss the playoffs again about that Super Bowl and about the team in general? They're not going to be feeling great. It's, exactly. It's a trade-off worth doing, but you got to no, win big. No, you got to win it all. And the Angels I, aren't no going to I, I would rather be the come pit, close. I would rather be the Pittsburgh no Steelers. No way. No way. Well, where no, where you put saying. out a team that we can respect every single year, uh-huh. and we will occasionally win a Super Bowl. And but every year we are going to have a winning record. I, I so don't when like you the, buy like your season tickets, that way when you buy your season tickets, no, you already know that you can show up to the stadium every single week and believe that we're going to win that game. Okay, which would you rather be? Would you rather be the Rams, who won that Super Bowl and they bottomed out last season? A lot of injuries. It wasn't just roster situation, but a lot of injuries. They bottomed out. Okay, would you rather be the Cowboys? We're not talking about the mid-90s Cowboys that won three of four, right? We're talking after that. Would you rather be the Cowboys, who have had some strong seasons? They went 12-5 and last season, and they're a punchline, you know? Would you rather be relevant, in the mix, winning, just not winning at all, or winning big come playoff time, or would you rather be the Rams, who, boom, we popped and we won it all, and then we're not so great? I'd rather be the latter. I'd rather be the Rams. Let's say the Rams missed the the playoffs for the next five five straight years. It's worth it. Still worth it. Hell no. Absolutely Absolutely worth it. No way. Okay, congratulations. You're the Bills. You're the Bills who had a lot of success, got to the Super Bowl, didn't win it ever. Hey, hey, hey. And and, and the funny thing is, who is one of the most passionate fan bases in the entire NFL? The Bills. Exactly, because they, they love their team. They love that they can... That they are that they put out a respectable product every single year, and the Rams are in LA. They don't put out a if respectable they do not product win, every year. SoFi will be empty. SoFi will be empty if they in uh, two next season if they miss the playoffs again. It well, will be their fair weather. Two thirds totally full fair weather. George, the Bills went from two thousand until. 2019, <laughs> from tw- 2000 to 2018, they didn't win double-digit games in any season. Yet those fans are diehards. Like they had a lo- they almost had two decades worth of not winning ten games in any season. So they've been good lately. They've had four straight double-digit win seasons. But between the Jim Kelly era Bills. And the the Josh Allen era Bills, man, it was slim pickings over there. I give that fan base yeah, a lot it was of credit. Terrible. They're diehards. It yeah. was terrible. Nobody wants that. Nobody want wants wants that. That would that would be like what the what the Rams are doing right right now. Okay, <laughs> like at least give me at least give me a Super Bowl if they, if that's what you're gonna do. How about this? But I'm saying, w- would the Bills make this deal, George? Be totally honest with me, and I know you will be. Would the Bills fans make the deal? Right? Where, okay, you're winning double-digit games with Josh Allen the last four years. Uh, like, beginning in 2019, 10 wins, 13 wins, and, 11 and, and wins, 13 they gotta wins. they got to go through another 19 years of 
not making the playoffs, Bills fans would absolutely trade that. No, here's the deal, okay? You win a Super Bowl, I feel like Bills Mafia would be like, done, make the deal, done, I don't care. Uh, You win the Super Bowl, but the trade-off is all these double-digit win seasons, no, 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 no. Right? We're not seeing 11, 12, 13 win seasons, playoff berths, doing some damage. You got a chance. You're not seeing that. You're seeing like 2000 to 2018. No one playoff berth, but a lot of seasons where you're not winning double digit games. Would they make that nope. deal? No. Nope. Absolutely nope. they would. Absolutely they no, would. No, they would not. They'd be out of their minds not to if, make If that they deal. knew that for 18 more years that they were going to be bad, abs- absolutely not. But you win or, a Super or, Bowl. You finally win man, one. It's F worth that it. Super Bowl. See, I, I would rather be the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's who I want to be. That's that's the franchise that um, – but you get the best you, of both worlds, right? It's got to be the either or. That's the thing. Because the Steelers, they've won multiple Super Bowls, you know? No, and but they have people stability. try to like poo-poo what's, what's going on there. They have not had a losing season. Right. I mean, if you think about it, the Pittsburgh Steelers haven't won a Super Bowl since 2008. So it's been 15 years since they won a Super Bowl. And their fans obviously want a Super Bowl. And in those 15 years, they've missed the playoffs one, two, three, four, five, six times. Mm-hmm. But do you know how many times they've had a losing record? None. Zero. They That's have not right. had a losing record since my rookie year in 2003. It's all about you, George. It always comes. I'm kidding, man. Uh, we got something from our trusted producer, Bo Benson. Okay, so, George. Would you rather be the Cleveland Cavaliers who did everything they needed to get LeBron James to come back and break through and win a championship or the Boston Celtics who build the team the right way and are always good but haven't won in almost 20 years and before that it was 20 years since they last won a title again like I'm not tracking here you got to get yeah, the but ring the Celtics weren't and 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 I do think that there is a little bit of small town small market thing going on because the Milwaukee Bucks fans I've talked to their 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 fans when when uh when a uh, when I'm talking to Dan Byer he's like that championship was worth it and we never win again because yeah, he's they, right they have no expectations <laughs> to win or m- maybe I'm just a big city guy or m- maybe I'm just used to cheering for winners because because I know that that the Lakers just won a championship in 2020. If we turn around and have 18 years of of missing the playoffs and futility, I am going to be hot. Uh, I am going to be hot as it's fish. Worth they it. did I that will, though. It's worth it. They did that though. They they were yeah. awful for like 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying is that is that is that would I would I rather be the Boston Celtics who keep winning every year and and then losing the finals or losing the Eastern Conference Finals rather than that? Absolutely. No. So. You're crazy. That's no. And also if the Rams miss the playoffs this year and they they're losing uh, they have a losing record, they'll just draft Caleb Williams. So I think the fans would be fine with that too. <laughs> well, they're not going to be worse than Arizona, so yeah, well, hey, we got to get to your uh, Fists of Fury stories here as we uh, monitor the uh, all-in angels who have lost five straight. We'll lose Shohei Otani. We'll have nothing to show for it. We'll, we'll keep that. <laughs> keep monitoring that game. Can they snap the skid? Can they snap it? 
And also, uh, George, letting the fists fly. We'll circle back to, uh, you know, which would you sign up for as a fan? Would you sign up for one ring and some losing seasons to follow? Or would you sign up for stability, winning seasons with no ring? I, I, I sign up for the ring every single time. But we'll circle back to that as well. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. I'm Brian No. He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. I feel like this is appropriate music in the background there. A little old school Metallica off of Kill 'Em All, you know? George, you in training camp, this is the way it was in advance. It was a tease a week in advance as the show ended last week. I asked you if uh, you had been in a training camp brawl or you saw a really good fight. Because Travis Kelsey, the uh, Chiefs tight end at the time, he smacked one of his teammates. So I asked you at the very end, and you said, uh, yeah, it was a great brawl, and it was involving me. I'm just going to kick back. I got some lemonade over here. I want to hear this tale of uh, who you smacked around over there in Jags camp. What's the scenario here? All right, so this was a crazy situation. I actually had to apologize for it. I, dude, so we were in camp, 
And for some reason, I was in a very, very bad mood that day. <laughs> okay. Very, right. very bad mood. And one of the younger guys just, I mean, the coaches were on my ass that day. Uh, and, and something else wasn't going right. Probably something in my personal life I was mad at coming out uh-huh. that day in practice. Man. And we were doing goal line. And we were uh, and we were live uh, live during this during this for like these three or four plays at the goal line. So we're live. So that's full game time. Except for you are against your own team, so you're kind of supposed to take care of guys on some level and all that. So, man, I pushed this this young kid over the pile, and then because because he had been talking trash too. He had been talking trash that day, and I was just sick of it. I drove him over the pile, and then I got up, stood over him, and then I kicked him. Mm. Full-fledged, like, like Like the Albert him. Hainsworth, remember when he did that? Kicked the— Nah, he, like, stomped on him. No, I kicked him like I was John Jones. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. And— and like kicked him in the sternum or something like that. Oh, man. And then I just walked off. And then when we got into the team meeting, a couple people, I don't know how many people actually saw it because it was like a pile and all of that stuff. I stood up before the. Like, yo, before we watch film, I need to, you know, I'm one of the leaders on the team. I need to apologize to, I forgot his name. Um, Neat. Need to apologize. Man. I acted out of character, bro. I was 100% You kicked him wrong. in the sternum Who? and you forgot his name. Bro, do you not? That was like 13, 14 <laughs> years ago. And and so, and, and it wasn't like I kicked Fred Taylor in the sternum. I just didn't remember the dude's <laughs> name. I don't even know if he made the team. And so... I mean, it's a, it's a damn shame because you, you, you do run through a lot of teammates over the course of years because guys are there for camp because you start out with, what, 80-some guys and then you end up at 53, Mm -hmm. and that happens every single year, plus the guys who get hurt in a year and guys come for a second and leave. So, like, some some of the guys have never even learned their name. And, And, you know, I was dead wrong. I apologized in the team meeting room, and people had no clue why and then when we watched the film, they every they the coach stopped the film. Everybody looked at me and was like, "Bro, are you serious? This is what you did?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." They were like, "Bro, you was tripping because that was out of character for me. That's not type type of stuff I would do." But listen, even bad guy, even good guys go wrong sometimes. So let me make sure I have the timeline right. You apologized before they saw. The film of you kicking this guy, is that right? Yes. Or did they, okay, you apologized and then they saw it. Because it would have been worse the other way around. You are a proactive apologizer. You know what I mean? They're not just showing it on video and you're like, hey, you know what? Pause the tape. I need to apologize, right? It was uh, you apologized before they saw it. That was smart. Yeah, you got yeah, out I ahead. Knew of I was it. wrong because big. Yeah, and well, and then I knew I was going to embarrass the kid, and he didn't jump up and do anything because he really couldn't. He probably would have got kicked out of practice had he retaliated against me. So, man. we'll just call him the kid, I guess. Yeah, you don't he, know his name, mystery man. 
The kid. The kid who got <laughs> I mean, kicked in the sternum. By a good guy. What else you want wrong. me to call him? I don't know. I, we don't know his name. We don't know this poor man's name. Got kicked in the sternum. And- I mean, what? How? How? How else would you like for me to refer to him? <laughs> I don't though? know. Like You're John. John or uh, oh yeah, Joe from Southern Miss or I don't know something, something that can identify him as you know a person other than I don't remember. I don't remember. How hard would I it be to figure out name, who it was, though. George? How hard would it be to figure it, it, out if you had to piece deep. it together? Probably pretty, pretty hard. <laughs> I don't even remember which. I don't remember which year it was. I don't remember whether it was a linebacker or a DB. You know, and I don't know his name, so yes, I have no idea. So <laughs> sorry, right. you? sorry if you're if, if you're listening and you remember I kicked you. Sorry. Yeah, uh, you know what? That that's a quick. That's not really a brawl. That's not like a knockdown drag out. There've been some crazy training camp fights. That just sounds like it was a. Yeah, that was a quickie. That was a quick fight right there. That was just a kick and take that with you and on with yeah, our lives. Yeah, that wasn't a fight. That was that was that was more of a sucker punch, a sneak attack, or <laughs> I mean, I, I can I can accept the negative things that come with that because I I messed up. The old training camp sucker kick, you know, you have that every now and then. No <laughs> doubt. Oh, we got Monty Bolaños with us. Who uh, has the latest here? A quick question for you, Monty. Would you sign up for option A, which is you win a championship and then you endure some losing seasons following? Or you have a bunch of winning seasons and don't win a championship? Which is your preference right there? What sport am I playing? Because you can pick the sport. Because in some sports, man, that that championship is valued so much more than in other sports. Like I feel like in the NBA, as we're experiencing with Damian Lillard, it's like you keep hearing, "Well, you don't have a ring. You don't have a ring." And I feel like in the NFL, it's not like that. I feel like it's not like that Unless in Major you're a League Baseball. Right? Yeah. So um, call me crazy. But if I have like a 20-year, okay, a 10-year career in any professional sport, yep, I think I would like the success no. over majority of no. my career Unbelievable. and You're not be the ringless. ring. I think so. Thank you, Monty. I, I Thank really, you, Monty. I, if, if you're telling She's me majority of my career, I'm going to have uh-huh. success, I think okay. I would take that. Would you rather not individual players, not just team accomplishment wise? Mm-hmm. Would you rather be Dame or Kyrie? Because you just chose Dame, and I think I would choose Dame. Mm. I think Dame is is a hero to to many many people. Kyrie is not. True, but you got to have the ring on the resume. I mean, I I just gave you a perfect example. I feel like Kyrie, like as much as he has a ring to whatever. You kind of side eye Kyrie when yeah, you talk because about because he's, he's a first ballot jackass. You know that's <laughs> that's clouding things here. Wow. Yeah. But I yeah no I as much as it matters I really do think I would rather just have a overall successful career. Okay, you. now you went player Thank wise, you. fan Where wise. You are a winner every single year. Yeah. And, and if you so get wrong. a Super Bowl or a ring, sure, yes, then then we did it the right way, as opposed to having to play for five different teams. Yes. Be like, oh, okay. like, yeah. like oh. here we go, James James Harden. 
Who's your football team, Monty? You, you can't yeah, ask Monty this question, though, guys. Because she, I'm a Clippers she fan? She's a Clippers fan, so Clippers this is kind of like hats. the entire Clippers experience. Yeah. I mean... They're good every single year, but they never... <laughs> but, not even on, but not even that yeah, good. Yeah, but like they the, don't the, even the, get yeah, to the Western exactly. Conference Finals. Like the teams you guys were comparing yeah, yeah, to... Yeah, but they have a ton of regular season success. Right, but I'm not talking about regular season success. I'm thinking, when you guys presented this to me, I'm thinking like that I get far. Maybe I don't... I get at least to the Conference Finals. Like, that's what well, I'm thinking. they did that of. one time. One, one time. One time in my... <laughs> In my lifetime, that I remember, and you I wouldn't trade that. You wouldn't trade a ring, winning it all, and yeah, you have some losing seasons afterward. You would just keep it status quo. Like we get to the playoffs, we might advance, but no ring. You'd rather keep it that way instead of winning it all. But if you're telling, I feel like you're telling me it's one or the other. I win one time, and then the rest is not fun. Like, right? That's just we're setting it up that right. way. So yeah, Whereas- I'd rather have fun most of my career. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but is it fun to have the expectations and then not come through? Like, it's I, I, miserable yeah. being a Dodgers fan at times. <laughs> How could you say that? The Dodgers have such a good history, and, like, that's that's well, crazy to say that. When I – their their good history was all after – or before For I was sure. born. For sure. They still won one. They yeah, did they win did. one, they and they've won how many divisions had, in a row? They won 111 games last fact, year and lost to the Padres the in the first round. The fact that Dodger fans can even watch so many postseason games – and also, it's something yeah, to no, not take I for granted. I think you're right. I think you're right. But also, like, at some point, you do have to win. Of course. I mean, I mean somebody has to win. Of course. But no, I, I rather have a, a successful overall if career. The Dodgers are a great example. If the Dodgers they have won it since 88. If they have like, won, you got to win it all. If they have one ring out of the 13 years that they have Mookie Betts and the seven years they have Freddie Freeman, uh, I think that's a complete and total failure. And what, the, the 12 or 13 years they may have Shohei Otani? If I, they only get that one ring, like that's, ugh. I mean, you, you have a point there. You 100%, 100% I agree with you. I mean, yeah, no, I, I'm going to stick to... Stick to my decision. Stick to winning regular season games and not winning jack come playoff time. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know it was just regular season games. I thought it was just a successful time, even in the postseason, but you just might not win. I, I got this team, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. You might want to become a Dallas Cowboys fan there. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. No. <laughs> Hey, it's better than being a Clippers fan, I'll tell you that much. No, yeah, I'll stick with my Clippers. It's fine. It's fine. No, no, it's better to be a Cowboys fan than to be a Clippers fan. Why? Because at least the Cowboys have one. Not in my That's lifetime. Right. That's right. Huh? You made our whole argument here, yeah, George. Yeah, it's in your lifetime. Wait, it's in your Monty. lifetime, Monty. When did they win? The Cowboys? 90. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you were 85 been around since Okay, yeah, no, I'm a young child. Yeah, no, see, like, I wouldn't remember that, even if I was a Cowboys fan at five years old. Like, How do you, Monty? How do you? You're not supposed to ask a woman that. I'm 34. Yes, I can. No, you're not. On air, 34. She's 24. <laughs> I mean, 34. I mean, 24. Oh, you're, you're on air, ages 34. Right. You're a baby. Okay. But what do you the think? Point I is she's been around since the Cowboys have won their trio. But yeah. even like again, it, uh, even if I was a Cowboys fan and they won when I was four or five years old, that what, what am I going to remember from that? You're like, younger than my sister. It's like being a well, Nebraska baby. fan. It's ancient history now. <laughs> So, should I give an update or should we just wrap it up here? Yeah, don't tell us a few things. Like, yeah, let me uh, tell you. Let me tell you. Oh, you didn't, you didn't even yet. do your work yet? No. What are we doing? 
<laughs> this is a good debate. Yeah, this it is, is a good, good debate. debate. It's good, right. good, talk, good talk. Diamondbacks and Twins are tied at two in Minnesota. They're about to start the bottom of the eighth inning. Matt Tice is the guy who tied the game for the Angels with a solo shot. 2-2 against the Mariners. It is the bottom of the ninth inning in L.A., but the Angels are down to their final out. And the Giants are still holding on to their lead over the A's. It's 6-4, bottom of the sixth inning. In the NFL, the NFL Network reported earlier today, they put this video out, that apparently Jamar Chase is telling Joe Burrow to not come back week one. Joe Burrow is supposed to be back week one. They're saying he is, but apparently Jamar Chase is like, no, no, no. Allegedly. He's like, please don't if you're not ready. Jamar Chase said week five. Yes, that as long as you're ready by week five. Because he just doesn't, I guess, you know, calf injuries, they linger and you don't want to come ahead. What what big of a difference that that is? One to five, yeah. Yes, how hurt that his calf really is or the top of his Achilles. That that they're talking about that man, come on, that's yeah. madness. Yeah, no, I mean, it's but fine. I understand where it's coming from. This is an abundance of caution. Yes, that's all it is one hundred percent. But I don't blame him. Back to you guys. Good stuff, Monty. I try. <laughs> the, yeah. Content, Monty. Content <laughs> with not winning at all is yeah. what I've taken from that. Content. Because then I'm gonna be like, I, I would hate. Uh, I would hate if I had just a one-off win and then the rest of my career was crap. Can I say crap? It doesn't have to be that bad. (laughs) We just, this whole debate began with the Rams who won it all. Right. And then they were five and 12 last season. Right. And their roster, I mean, the F them picks model Mm -hmm. has absolutely had an impact on the way their roster looks right now. Right. And so that's where it became, but it was worth it. In my opinion, it was completely worth it. You won it all. Not everybody thinks that way. George, I don't know where – do you say it wasn't worth it to win it all and bottom out the way they have? Is that where you're standing on this one, George? Yes. It, it, like, I'm talking about just for the fan experience. Look at the Florida Marlins. They've won two World Series. After Good example. Both, they, they have been tremendously bad. And yeah. do you know how their fans <laughs> treat, the, treat the team? Yeah, but they're completely yeah. fair weather. They're not diehards any. Why do you think they're not? Because they don't have anything to cheer for on a year on a year in and year I, out basis. No way. I completely so, disagree. Wait. If that same thing happened in Buffalo, they're just there are some areas in the country where the fans are all in regardless, and there are other areas where that's never going to be the case. Because their team has given them something to cheer for for a long time, and then they can deal with those lulls. Should the if you should like, the Packers like, have traded for a wide receiver to like keep Aaron Rodgers in town and maybe win something, or is it like fine that they kind of just went along with what they did and never won anything? Exactly, you gotta go all in. You've got to nope. get that ring. That do a, not another mortgage ring. your future. Do no, not. There are you, times you are that you have to try to, to win. That. But don't mortgage your future. So in let's say in seven years you bring up the Rams again and they haven't done anything because of what they did. Is it still worth it? No, because the season yeah. tickets will be low. You will be begging for people to come. You will you will be doing bogos for for tickets. It ain't good. All right, <laughs> coming up next, I, another thought on mortgaging your future because that, that is a great discussion. When do you do it? I don't know if there's ever a time that you would want to do it, George. But we'll we'll dive back into that. I'm Brian. No, he's George Reister. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the uh, TireRack.com studios. 
Man, that's a great selection by Iowa Sam. On topic, didn't we almost have it all? Talking about winning a championship. Didn't we almost have it all. And George, you are uh you sound like a Packers fan right now. Where you're um, uh, you're about playing it safe, calculated, no, let's no, not take it's any not big about risks. Playing it safe. First of all, they should have absolutely drafted a wide re- a wide receiver. <laughs> right. But but I will say though that not throwing away their their future for for Aaron Rodgers, dude. If you want to leave, sayonara, buddy. Don't let the don't let the doorknob hit you where the good Lord split you, buddy. <laughs> I like like I'm not begging you to stay. I, I'm going to try to do things to make you want to stay. It's like being in a relationship, dude. If 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 my wife today, if if she comes home and is like, yo. I want out of here. I'm going to be like, all right, well, let's go to counseling. Okay, cool. And after we do that, if she's like, listen, I don't want to be, I'm not going to try to force her to stay. it's, It's a losing proposition. And, and the reality is, is that, is that if we never become billionaires and, you know, and never get to have hundred foot yachts and all of this stuff, can we have a great life and be extremely successful and, and, and happy? Yes. Okay. We don't, we don't have to hit the lotto to be happy and successful. Listen. Like, I, I, there's the, there's that whole philosophy and like oh that that i can't be happy unless i have everything listen no, man, dude, you're talking dude, about uh, like relationship stuff here it's like the same thing with your let's team. bring it back bring it back to aaron Rodgers. at the end like this off season fine you want to move on you want to go in the jordan love direction aaron Rodgers doesn't have that much time left fine fine i totally get that but if you look at aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks in the game at the time and only having one ring, a lot of that is due to them being way too passive, way too safe. No, it's not. It's not due to, going it's for due it. to him being bad in the playoffs at times. It's not just that. It's not just that. It's also, look at the Rams. This whole discussion started with the Rams, who were in F them picks mode, and were aggressive, and it paid off. Think about Odell Beckham Jr., who they yeah, signed, imagine, and they didn't give imagine. him a ton of cash, but they were willing to do what the Packers were not willing to do. They're like, ah, how much money? I don't know. And OBJ, he was on course to be Super Bowl MVP if he didn't have the ACL. He made a big difference for them. And he the did. Packers are like, I don't know. It's a little risky. What are you doing? I hate when teams play it safe to a fault. No, I, I, I think that there's a difference between playing playing it safe and because because what I'm never going to do is I'm never going to risk my future for and, and granted granted and there's a there's a difference because what am I going to be willing like I love what the Dodgers are doing this year in particular of course they're paying Mookie Betts Freddie Freeman they have a high payroll right but at the same time, they're like, uh, Trey, Trey Turner, sorry, sorry, buddy, we got we we got a young prospect that is a little that you're better than at this point. Right. In time. I mean, well, the hell, he ain't better than than him this year because Trey 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 Turner can't hit the He's broads struggling. out of a barn oh, this year. But but that but that they're saying instead of spending three hundred million dollars on Trey on Trey Turner, 
let's develop these young guys. Hey, sometimes that makes let, sense. let them be good. But sometimes the future is now. It's not about, hey, we got to be careful. Let's not overspend. We, we might need that money down the road. When you're building a team, sometimes the future is now. Sometimes you've got the odds in your favor. If you're at the poker table, it's time to go all in. It's, it's not time to, to be calculated and, and keep it safe for your future. Oh, man, they are putting on a clinic of hustling backwards. Details on the way. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. George, just happened. It's a final. The Angels lose again. (laughs) They have lost six straight Hey, did you bet on them today? No, I didn't. I should have bet on the Mariners, man. Should have bet on Seattle because they've been hot and the Angels have not been. It's just one of those things in base baseball's weird, man. You could be watching a game and you're like, the team's down three nothing, but I'm pretty sure the team with the lead has almost no chance to win this yep. game. Sometimes it feels like that. Yep. Baseball is funny like that, like where it's totally a momentum game where you're just saying, dude, they are just hitting the ball to the two two gloves. They are hitting it hard. Exit velos are looking ridiculous. And you're like, if any of these balls find the, <laughs> if, like that eventually this is going over the fence. Yeah. Yeah. And now what you have with the Angels is uh, you went all in with Otani didn't trade him before the deadline, and now they've lost six straight games, George. Now, here's the thing. I think there were two options for the Angels. You might disagree with this. I don't know. And it's not to go nuanced to to the point where you're like, wait, what? I think there are two options for the Angels. Option A was trade Otani. Get as much as you can for the guy at the deadline because he's most likely leaving. That was option A. That's not the option a horrible option. No, not a horrible option. That's absolutely the option I was standing on the table for. You got to get something. You can't let him walk for nothing. Option B was keep Otani and then go all in. Make trades. Hopefully you get hot. You make a playoff run. Convince him to stay. That's what they chose to do. And how about this? Last out against the Mariners today, George, it was C.J. Crone who they just traded for. They traded for Crone. Uh, they got a couple other pieces, Giolito, right? And they've lost six straight games. I think this. I think it was a mistake to keep him. But if you were going to keep him, I don't have a problem with them going all in in an effort to try to win as much as possible and convince him to stay there. I think it's the wrong option. But if you're choosing option B and you're keeping Otani, I do think it made sense to go all in, try to win as much as you can, try to convince him to stay. What do you say to all that? No, no, you, you couldn't go all in and convince him to stay. Like, that's the that's the biggest myth of this whole thing. I know is it. Is that... Is that is that going all in meant mortgaging your future? And if he doesn't feel like the future is bright, 
it doesn't matter whether you win a championship or not this year. He's like, the team's going to be bad going go, going forward, so I don't want to be here. <laughs> I mean, it, that's where that's where I'm saying is that the, the Angels mortgaging the future for this season. Only, only probably equal magnified the chances of Shohei Otani leaving. Right. Well, that's the thing is let's whittle it down to the first part. Option A, trade Otani. Option B, keep Otani. Okay. You had a decision. You start with that. I would have chosen option A, trade him. He's probably going to leave anyway. Get as much as you possibly can for this unique just unicorn of a talent. Trade him. They should have done that. They didn't. They kept him. I think, and I don't know what you think about this, if you're going to keep Otani, I don't think it's good enough to just be like, well, you know, let's shrug our shoulders and hopefully we get hot. <laughs> like, they took proactive steps to try like, to improve the F- team. You know? F the future. If, Pretty if, much, if, I mean, yeah. Full, full, just on, you know, you know what? We are trying to win this year. I will trade my mother if necessary. I, Pretty I, I much. I will get. Yeah, that's like, what they I said. I would have been trying to get. I've been like, l- listen, get, how can I get Verlander or, or Scherzer? <laughs> and, and just hope that there's something left in the tank. Like I, I, I would have been on all on one year rentals. Every if, if I'm going right. f them picks and f the future, I am going full fledged. Like there's no half stepping. That's legit. That's legit right there. So it sounds weird. Where I would have traded Otani for all the reasons I mentioned. You got to get something for the guy when he's most likely going to l- walk. But if you're keeping him, I, I don't hate what they did. Now it's failing miserably, but. I get the concept. So you're of, saying that they should have just went further. Yes, if you're going, if like if you're taking option B, which is we're keeping Otani, then bro, it is, it is all about trying to maximize this window, which might be two more months. You do yep. as much as you can to win now and to try to convince this guy to stay. If you're taking option B and keeping the guy. I think it's all about mortgaging the future and hopefully Dude, uh, hoping he stays. Artie, Artie Moreno got in, got his pride got in, got in the way. Because yeah. if I was them, I'd have been like, "Hey Dodgers, you yep. you you want show show hey because you don't want them to go to the Yankees, do you? And then and then mess around and like it out there. You don't want them to go to Seattle and mess around and like it out there and decide to stay out there, do you?" That's right. You, you so so we gonna need Gavin Lux. We gonna need your, we gonna need your little young little bull, uh, your little young farm system because you do a good job with them. So we need your picks. And, right. and but but he was so dead set <laughs> on not trading him to L.A. I would have fleeced the Dodgers for everything that they would have given up. Well, that's I completely agree with you. Well, totally well, agree. And and that's and that's if I was going to trade him because I did say I was on record saying I would not have traded him oh, because would, yeah because of the curse of Otani. Oh because no, if no, you no, traded I'm him, him all day. I'm trading him. No, no, all no, no. Day. I'm saying if you traded him and he messed around and broke the home uh, and he m- messed around and hit sixty three home runs, you would have been cursed. 
No. But yeah. but no. he's not going to hit 63 home runs now. No. So. And that's the thing, man. Only dorks like believe 55. in curses. There's no curse of the Bambino. Yes, there, there's what no ta- curse of the you Billy Goat. There's no curse. It's get better players and, wow, shocker, you win. It's, it's crazy how that works out. Like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. The no, Red no, Sox, because Red Sox can, didn't win for 86 years, and it's like, wow, what do you know? We got, we've got pitching. We've got hitting. Like We want it all. Crazy yeah, how yeah, the curse yeah, of the Bambino yeah, and you, infe- and you don't them. have the ball roll through Bill Buckner's legs. Hey, I can't and say, don't like, have- hey, Buckner, you got to field the ball, man. It's, it's not about the Bambino. You just uh-huh. got, you can't go five hole right there. You know, it's, it's on him. But that's, that was the thing, George. What the Angels were faced with, it was one of two things. It was either F them picks, right, which is we're keeping Otani – we're just setting picks on fire. We're just getting as much. We're acquiring as many assets for the here and now. F them picks. We don't care about the future. It's about now. Or it was all the picks, meaning we're trading this guy. We need all the picks you can give us. They chose F them picks, and I, that was that's the wrong move. They, they should have moved on from the guy because the handwriting's on the wall, man. It, the, the odds were overwhelmingly against you that he was going to walk. And instead, they, they made this, I don't know, they made this push to try to win. And now I think what you're seeing is the Angels pressing. Right? Like They know it's slipping away. They know that they're going the wrong direction in the standings and the wild card race. And now they're starting to press, and it's just getting worse, starting to snowball on them. It's bad. Oh, there's nothing worse than pressing, buddy. Think pressing. about this, too. Yeah, go ahead, George. What was, no, pressing? I said pressing. Pressing yep. will will absolutely cause you to fail. Oh, especially in baseball. Especially in baseball, too. But think about this, where you being known as the organization that traded him. which is be- Let's just say he ends up on the Dodgers, okay? So you're crosstown rival. Let's say that uh, there are two possibilities here. You could have traded him to the Dodgers before the deadline, and like you just said, George, get all these assets – Get all these picks. Get as much as you possibly can for the guy. Or you can do what they actually did, and he's probably going to walk. And and now he might walk to the Dodgers. So he could still be playing for the Dodgers. And option A, which is you you get a bunch of stuff for him, or you get absolutely zilch, and he's, he's still with that same team. You're much better off trading him to your... Or you could have, if you didn't want to trade him to the Dodgers, trade him to anybody else. Well, yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah, well, well, listen, unless they go, you know, how how many games do they have left? Probably like 48 or so, 48, 49 games. Yeah, ballpark, probably around there, roughly, yeah. Yeah. So they got to go, what, probably... 30 and no, they got to do better than 30 and 19 because that would only give them 11 games and the other teams are going to win too. Like they're going to need to, in their last 49, 50 games, Mm. go, go 40 and 40 and 10 (laughs) to make the playoffs. I think to like like guarantee making the playoffs 40 and 10. I don't think they'd have to be that good. I mean, it depends what's happening around them. The wild card race, you're looking up at the Red Sox, looking up at the Yankees. No, no, looking no. Up they're, at the they're already six and a half games back, right? So, so 40 and 10 puts you, 40, puts you 30 games above five, 
um, 500, right? And then, and you're 500 now. And then you're already six and a half games back. So that puts you down to 23 and a half. So now you got to win. So, like, you got to win six and a half games more than the, than the other teams. Yes, you're going to need to go. Thir- I mean, because if the team's in front of you, if they go, you know, 35 and 15, you miss the playoffs. Man, the the Angels are a game under 500 now. <laughs> <laughs> They're game under five hundred. Yeah, you know yeah, what? So part now they're seven and a half games back. You know what part hasn't even been mentioned really so far, guys? What's that? Uh, Lucas Giolito's first start with the Angels was a disaster too. Mm. He he went yeah. three 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 and two thirds innings and gave up like nine runs. CJ Crone yeah. struck out to lose the game, and they they gave up today. like real tangible prospects for Giolito to to rent mm. him for two months. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, that's, that's cold blooded. It's just it's not good business right there. I mean, there. is this worth laughing at them yet or is it or do or do we wait? I mean, listen, I thought the whole time they should have traded the guy cuz you got to play the odds. And look, look at where it's at right now. How is this going to get any better? How like they're a game under 500. How is this ever realistically going to swing back in the Angels' favor? Think of all that would have to happen. For them to get on this hot streak and I don't know whether they go 35 and 14 down the stretch, whatever it would take to get into the playoffs and then go on a run and Otani saying, you know what? I think I do want to see this thing out here. I'm staying. (laughs) Realistically, what would need to happen for that to be the case is not realistic. That's the whole point. It's not happening. So it was a bad bet. It It was a bad gamble right there. I'm not against gambling, George. You know that. Of course, yes, we know. Yeah, but in this case, you, you got to play the odds, man. You got to know when to punt. The, the Angels are like a football team that don't know you oh, should so punt they were on like fourth the Chargers and, at yeah. times. They're, they're, it's like fourth and thirty-three, and they're they're at their own like twenty-seven yard line. <laughs> they're like, I, I don't know. I, why not go for it? We can get to and it's a in little the third quarter. Midfield. And it's in the third quarter. <laughs> it ain't even the fourth quarter in, in a yeah. one-score game. Not wise. Hey, we are one week into our summer of tire rack uh, tire rack sweepstakes. That means that Fox Sports Radio and TireRack.com have given away a set of four brand new tires today. That's valued at up to. $1,500. A winner will be picked today to win a set of four tires plus installation taxes and fees valued at up to 1500 smackers right there. Enter daily, which gets you a new entry into the contest. Again, every single day at FoxSportsRadio.com, it gives you more chances to win. You're boosting your chances to win. After today's winner, two more winners will have a chance to win through August 27th for a set of four brand-new tires. To enter and get rules, visit FoxSportsRadio.com. It's sponsored by TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, coming up next, is this overall good or bad for us moving forward? I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. We're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios on Fox Sports Radio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents 
a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. I'm Brian, though. He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. By the way, I got a little nugget here from our guy Chris, technical producer. He mentioned that a couple of NFL players are going to be on Family Feud. I think, it's an all, I think it's an all-NFL Family Feud tonight, actually. There you go. All-NFL. So we got a couple of guys, uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Amon Ross St. Brown, both of the Lions right now. If you could pick any game show to be on, George, which would you go with there? Survivor. You oh, go no, Survivor? No, no, no. Well, Survivor would be number two. Ooh, actually, I'm going to go one, one B to Amazing Race. You guys Man, remember how big? Seeker. You guys remember how big Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was? Oh, like, was they, they'd be yes. writing in the local papers yeah. like, "Ooh, the guy's going for five hundred thousand tonight. Everyone better dude, watch." Like that. Dude, that's my answer. I, I just saw a clip, which was the best one of all time, when the guy when he won the million and he called his dad for a lifeline, and he said, uh, and his dad come come comes on and he says, "Hey, dad." I didn't. I don't need a lifeline. I was just calling to tell you I'm gonna win a million dollars. Oh, that's <laughs> because, nice. Because he knew the answer already. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Amazing Race. That's a good choice. I feel like that's a very good choice. You're going. That's in a different category. I feel like than game show though, right? Like if you're talking just a game show, 
Like Family Feud. Whatever's close to Family Feud. What would you say as far as that goes? I'd be a disaster on Jeopardy. Anything that you have to be well-rounded and know a lot of things, it would be awful. I'd be terrible on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I'd never go on there in a million years. What about Supermarket Sweep? Oh, I'd Supermarket Sweep. Oh, Big Mike, so Big, love Supermarket Big Mike, who runs Sweep. this place, was apparently on Supermarket Sweep. No kidding. According to Bo. You got to go straight for the meat section. I would have absolutely been on Supermarket Sweep or the, or the one with the mall. The one um, with the mall. I don't know the yeah, one with it, the mall. Yeah, should come on like right after Supermarket Sweep. What was the concept of that one? That you would run through the mall. Well, they had all these stores there, and you would try to get the most expensive items. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it? Uh, it's a little bit older. Was it Shop Till You Drop? Yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. I like. Uh, they brought back Press Your Luck with the whammies. Yes. Prime no time. No Big bucks. Big bucks. Yes. No whammies. Love no that. whammies. So I could do I that. I watched that for my grandma. I could do that or Wheel of Fortune. I'm not doing Jeopardy. I could run through the supermarket. Oh, that's because, do that d- d- dude, you, uh, I'm, you, you're Go a ahead, special person. Let everybody you're a know. special type of person to be on Jeopardy. <laughs> well, and I'm not that. Wheel uh, of Fortune, yeah. though, you get to hang out with Pat Sajak. It's amazing. Hey, man, I'll hang out with Pat. I might be able to solve a couple of puzzles, but I got nothing for you as far as Jeopardy goes. The only thing that's fun about Jeopardy for me is if they ever have an NFL or sports-related category and they know nothing, that's the only enjoyment I get out of Jeopardy because I don't know hardly anything. Who would you want to be matched? What do you have, George? I love Jeopardy, bro. Like It's one of my all-time favorites because I actually know some of the answers. And and in my my mind, (laughs) I feel like that if I studied up for Jeopardy, I'd be fine. Really? I don't. You would I do don't like the Rosie Perez from White Men Can't Jump. The, I so, don't. I don't believe I would beat like the you know like the grand champions and all of that. But but I but I feel like on a regular day where you get the average con- yeah. contestants on there, oh, I can compete with them. Real real if quick, I, if I studied up. Real quick note to the Family Feud. I got some more information. So it's basically it's going to be current NFL players on one side of Family Feud versus NFL Hall of Famers. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. I like it that. It matters concept. to get that gold jacket, buddy. Matter is the gift that keeps on giving. I want to know who the entire cast is. I got to know this. I got to find out. Oh, who can these we Hall talk about the are. Hall of Fame for a second? Because, what stood out to you? Okay, because people were talking about the Hall of Fame, um, like the 2024 Hall of Fame class, right? Yep. And and. There's one name that I don't know if you're going to mention this one, George. Who you got? Who, who, who do you think I'm talking about? I don't know if you're talking about this guy, but they threw it out there like, hey, Andrew Luck. Oh, my God, yes. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Andrew Luck? Not a Hall of Famer. Not a chance. No way. Eli Manning is a fringe Hall of Famer, and so is Philip Rivers. They, they may not even get in. And we're talking about Andrew Luck? Yeah. Dude, people throw this, oh, this dude's a Hall of Famer. Uh, one of the dudes for the Carolina Panthers had the audacity to say uh, 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 Andy Dalton, Hall of Famer. Uh, a Hall of oh, Fame of what? Gosh, T- no. TCU? <laughs> yes, he'd be in the school Hall of Fame. Bengals, Bengals Hall of Fame? Bengals Ring of, Ring of Honor, maybe? I don't even know if he'd be there. I don't even think he'd be there either. 
But no, the idea, crazy. dude, it is nonsense. People like, oh yeah, this guy's a future hall of hall of of what, bro? Of what? No, that's like arguing that Cam Newton is a hall of famer. He's not. Was he an MVP? Yes. Was he a really good player? One hundred percent. But uh, but the other name that was on there, the other names that were on there are Eric Berry. Yep. Jamal Charles, no chance. Julius Peppers will get in. Uh, I don't know if he'll get in first ballot. I don't know if he'll be first ballot. He'll definitely get in at some point. Yeah, and Antonio Gates, if he doesn't get in the Hall of Fame, I'm going to fight somebody because (laughs) because I almost fought people over Dwight Freeney. The fact that Dwight Freeney did not get in on the first ballot, I was ready to – I I wanted to go to bat for for him. I will never forgive him for the things that he did. You're going to kick strangers in the sternum? Is that what you're ready to do there, George? Dude, for for what he did to our tackles – and what he did to me and mm. what he and the and the type of insane things that we did to try to block him. Yeah. Like people don't know how effective Dwight Freeney was was because the things that we did to try to block him that didn't even work. Like there were times where that the that the tackle was left alone with Dwight Freeney, no chance. And then they would put a, and then they would send a back to go chip him too. No chance because then he would spin and the tackle wasn't quite sure how it would play out. So then he would end up inside sack or tackle for loss or something the same way. Then then they decided, all right, cool, let's let's uh, put a tight end next to the tackle to double team him and then send a back that way to chip. Still ineffective. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you on that. It's funny, too, guys. Just thinking about it gives you a, a taste of what boxing might be like, you know, where you're trying to punch someone and you just cannot hit them. Yes. And as a tight like end Errol or an Spence offensive trying tackle. To, trying to hit Bud Crawford. But you're trying to just put hands on Dwight Freeney. And this isn't a guy that's a middleweight or, you know, like a welterweight. This is a man in front yes. of you. And sometimes you can't even get a finger on the guy. He was tremendous. There's no doubt. Dude, and the other names that they put on this list, Adam Jones, as in Pac-Man? Oh, come on. Doug Baldwin? It's oh, not that these God. guys were not really good players because because they were. So I don't mean this in any way, like if they're listening or the families or anybody who li- likes them. This is not to disparage them in any way, right. shape, form, or fashion because these were really good players. But Brandon Marshall, Andrew Luck, no, no. no. That, that was the one because I was just watching SportsCenter the other night, and they're like, all right, here are the guys that are first-year eligible players in 2024. And they throw up a graphic, and I'm like, okay, Julius Peppers, Antonio Gates. And they highlighted, they're like, Andrew Luck, this will be his first year. I'm like, what? Andrew Luck. My my former teammate is on this this list from uh, college. And I think that he may get into the Hall of Fame eventually. Oh, I I know who you're going with, yeah. Haloti Nodi. Yeah. Yeah, and but but I can't even I can't say all right. Haloti should get in first first ballot. I'm saying I'm hoping that my friend gets in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's what I'm saying. I do like how do some I of the I commentators. Think that that, I, I don't think that anybody would would frown right or turn their nose no. up if Dwight Freeney. I'm sorry, if Haloti got it got in the Hall of Fame. No, like, okay, cool. Yeah. 
I like but, how some of the commentators, George, would really accentuate the T. Some of them would be like, hello, T, nata. They, yeah. I'm like, okay, all right. But no, yeah. he had a, a Hall of Fame, I think, uh, uh, borderline career. Yes. And if you voted for him, I don't think you're crazy at all for doing no. something like that. You, but Andrew Luck, George, listen, no. his first three seasons, 11-5 and five each of his first three years with a weak roster. That was tremendous. But... He had six seasons in the NFL, like really five and a half. Dude, he missed the dude, entire twenty seventeen season. If you only play six seasons, no. you better do some Terrell Davis. That's right. Stuff. And that's not like, what he did. That's that's yes, not Andrew Luck's career. You better Luck's throw career. for fifty touchdowns, like three straight years. Yeah, and then it'd be like, oh man, he got he got cut 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 short. But he's one of the best. Like if Patrick Mahomes' career ended after this season and another, right? Well, well, damn, he would he would he would have two two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl rings. I mean, that's three right. Super Bowl appearances, two Super Bowl rings, and uh, two MVPs. So that I mean, that's a whole different thing. But. Right. But if you only play six years, that's the type of stuff you got to do to that's get in right. the Hall of Fame. It's got to be extraordinary. Patrick Mahomes should be, if he retired today, he should go to the Hall of Fame. I'm fine with that because he has been extraordinary to this point. Andrew Luck was really good, yeah. not extraordinary. His passer rating is sub-90. It was 89.5. Like yes. You can't give and me 89.5. Over five and can, a half years. Can you tell the story of this generation without Andrew Lux? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely you can. No, I, yeah. I almost can you, fell over. Can you tell it without Drew Brees? Um, I, no. Drew no. Brees is absolutely a Hall of yes. Famer. Yes. Can you tell it without Phillip Rivers? You could. Yeah. Yeah, you could. Yeah, absolutely you could. Could you tell it without Mahomes? Absolutely not. No, no. you no, can't. You can't tell the story of, of like, dude. The last five years, the Super Bowl has had to go through Kansas City, literally through Kansas City, either the city or playing them in the Super Bowl. They've been to three Super Bowls in five years. Yeah, and, and one of them, he was the best quarterback in that Super Bowl at, with Tom Brady, except for he didn't have two tackles. And he right, was right. and he was diving on the ground. He still was, yeah, still throwing, throwing dimes. the ball sideways, hitting Kelsey and everybody else in in the hands, and them dropping it. You know what I wonder, and it it still might have played out similarly, but that first Super Bowl win against the Niners, what was it, George? Like third and fifteen, and Mahomes had not played well in the first three quarters. Yep. If they don't convert that third and fifteen, I wonder how the last few years would have gone for Mahomes. And listen, wow. he's incredibly special, but I wonder if he would have started pressing more, right? Like, there's no way to know how it would have played out. But what I do know is, in actuality, last season, his season last year, it, sometimes we gloss over it. Or think about it. He lost Tyreek Hill. He is battling against a, a bunch of quarterbacks on their rookie deals. Like, think about how much of an advantage it is to have a top quarterback on a rookie deal. He went toe-to-toe with... Trevor Lawrence, rookie deal. Joe Burrow, rookie deal. Jalen Hurts, rookie deal. All the way through to win a Super Bowl. Oh, and by the way, he got banged up, had a high ankle sprain since the second quarter of their yeah. first playoff game. Like, it's insane what the guy just did. Insane. Yep. Oh, and you know who else finally got into the Hall of Fame that I was just like, come on, come on, come on, bro. 
And and truthfully, he should have been in in front of a guy who was the first ballot a couple of years ago. Zach Thomas just got in, and he should have been in the Hall of Fame way before Brian, Brian Erlacher. Wow. Okay. So some uh, some Zach Thomas. Look, listen, man. I'm a I'm a Finns fan. And, I love Zach Thomas. And because, and I'm gonna tell you that even on the Chicago Bears team, Brian Erlacher was not the most feared guy on that team. On in that linebacker crew, it was you Lance go Briggs, Briggs, huh? It yeah, was Lance man. Briggs, buddy. You didn't go Hunter Hillenmeyer? No, bro. <laughs> hitting hitting Lance Briggs was like hitting a brick wall or Adrian Peterson because those two things are the exact same thing. Um, Hitting uh, Brian Erlacher, pillow fight. Really? Pillow fight. Pillow fight. Woo. Man, there's some Erlacher disparagement right there. No, no, he was a really good, good player. I'm just saying that, that, that Zach Thomas should have been in the Hall of Fame first. Yeah. Well, hey, man. It took him a lot longer, a lot longer to get there. But it was it was cool to see him get in. I loved his speech. Zach Thomas's speech is very good. We got to get a speech, sort of, right now from one Monsi Bolaños with the latest. What is going on here, Monsi? The Dodgers just had a call overturned at the home plate. Uh, it was Matt Barnes who bunted. Kike Hernandez slid into home. Gary Sanchez did block him before the ball oh, got to his glove. I hate that. But it was Gosh, so I close. I know. But it was like, it's obvious. I was like, in slow motion, it's obvious. In live time, it was very, very close. But Gary Sanchez did put his knee down to block before the ball got to his glove. I hate that rule. I'm all about uh, blocking the bag. Why not? Yeah. Block that bag. Get around me. Do something. But the call was overturned. So the Dodgers added another run after a two-run homer from Ahmed Rosario. And they're beating the Padres in San Diego, 3-0. It's only the top of the second inning. The A's, By the way, Monty, yes. I have to say something real fast. Please, say I all love, you want. I love when these teams, they'll they'll have a, their guy gets thrown out by 10 steps at home. Yeah. And there are a couple of teams that will challenge it and be like, the catcher was kind of in the base path. Yeah. Maybe we get a free run. And they're not overturning that, which I love. Yes. Right. Because it's like, yeah, you weren't there. Right. You, you were 10 steps out, right. dude. Yeah. Like, don't try to get a free run. No freebies over right. here. Right. Yeah. No, this one was super, super close. And when you slowed it down, you could see that. Kike went, landed there first. But it was just very close. Very, very, very close. Uh, we got another game going on. It's the A's trying to hold on to their lead over the Giants at home. 8-6 is the score. Top of the ninth inning. But it's been a full day of baseball. The Astros, they held on to beat the Yankees 9-7. Jake Myers had two three-run homers in the victory. The Mariners handed the Angels their sixth straight loss, which you guys were talking about, beating them 3-2 in extra innings. Seattle is now, right now, two and a half games out of the final wildcard spot in the AL. The Angels are seven games out. No bueno, no bueno. Phillies beat the Royals 8-4. Home runs from Bryson Stott, Kyle Schwarber, and Nick Castellanos in the victory. The Nationals beat the Reds 6-3, and it all started with two pitches that equal two home runs, and the Nationals literally never looked back. The Cubs beat the best team in baseball, the Braves 6-4. Matt Olson did hit home run number 39 in the loss. The Cubs and the Reds are tied for the last wild card spot right now in the NL. 
the Twins were tied, and then Max Kepler gave them, or excuse me, Max Kepler tied the game for the Twins in the ninth inning with a solo shot. Then Matt Walner walked it off with a two-run homer, and the Twins beat the Diamondbacks 5-3. to three. So Minnesota is four and a half games up on Cleveland for the top spot in the AL Central after the White Sox beat the Guardians 5-3 to three earlier today. The Orioles, you know, they beat the Mets, no shock there, 2-0. The Blue Jays dominated the Red Sox 13-1. to The Rays outscored the Tigers 10-6. The Pirates defeated the Brewers 4-1. to The Rangers, they blanked the Marlins 6-0. And the Rockies beat your Cardinals 1-0. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's been fun. Back to you. The Cardinals are... Man, always fun. That was the opposite of, like, Simone Biles sticking the landing. <laughs> You saved the Cardinals getting shut out one nothing by the Rockies I did. for the end. I really? Did. Just for you. If you want to know, I they're nine it. and a half games I out of the it. final wild card spot. <laughs> you got the standings for What is this? What did I do to I you, mean, Monty? I'm just telling you. I'm just giving Man. you the information. That it's is my sneak job. Sneak attack at the end. <laughs> Goodness. Wow. Uh, Man. Yes, I actually really did leave that last. Just for you. I, admit, I appreciate it. I, <laughs> it was funny. I can't be mad at something that's funny. Thank you. Um, by the way, what is your favorite Taylor Swift song? <sighs> that's hard. Um, I've got a couple, but I can tell you my favorite album is Red. Okay. Red, Big which is a while rabbit. ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely my favorite album. But I've got, a, I've got, I'm gonna sing the entire three hours. Like, now, I, like I, I, for Metallica, they say the black album. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Do you say is that correct language? Like the red album? Is that what you say? It's, yeah. I mean, it's called red. <laughs> but yeah. do you say the red album? It's it's uncool to say that. You got to say just red. Red. It's just red. Just red. Okay. Just red. Good. I, I want to be schooled over here. Yeah. I want to say the wrong thing. I mean, I guess you could say that, but no. Just George, red. do you have a favorite Taylor Swift song? I bring this up because Monsi is going to be paying this debt for the next five to seven years <laughs> to go see Taylor Swift. Are you a, a Swifty over there, George? Shake uh, it I, off. See, Shake see it here's off. the thing is, I appreciate Taylor Swift because when you pay to go to her concert, she she performs. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Like, like, like she ain't, she ain't playing, playing, she ain't playing, uh, you know, thing. No, like she's for real, for real. She is for real, for like real. she gonna give you three hours of of greatness. They said she won't talk to anybody before the show. Nothing. Yeah, but she's great. I'll give you a nugget uh, right around the corner related can, can, to this. Can I give you a nugget? Can I yeah, give you a you nugget? Have? Okay, so Connor McGregor tweeted this. I'm looking at this right now. Tweeted uh-huh. this about an hour ago. Ta- and then Jake Paul has responded. Okay, so Connor McGregor said, "I'm gonna serve up your liver on a sandwich." In the trilogy, mate. Mm. Out straight, I won't even hit your face. That was abysmal last night. Paul is a, can I say retard? Oof. No, 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 you, no. No, you no, can't. No, okay. no, you definitely can't. He said it, though. Yeah. He said it, though. He's absolute garbage. Moving backwards like I was watching a fight in Rewind. Holy garbage. Embarrassing stuff all around, in my un- honest opinion. Then Jake Paul... He responds. Jake Paul says, buddy, you need to get into rehab and then USADA. Until then, shut the, you know what up. Floyd toyed with you. Dustin chinned you up. Khabib and Nate choked you out. And I would put you in the coffin for good, even as juiced up as you are. That was Jake Paul's response. All right. We will respond to that 
coming up next. We'll shoehorn as much good stuff in as we can. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. No balls, two strikes. He delivers. Swing and a miss. A four-seamer upstairs. Salcedo lets out a yell as the Mariners, the big brooms, baby, they've swept aside the Angels. The M's are rolling. Win number 60 on the year. They've won five in a row. They've won 10 of 12, and they're going home sweeping the Angels. I'm Brian No. He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. That was the progressive play of the day brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. That audio courtesy of Mariners Radio Network as they finish off the Angels Little broom action, sweeping them away as the Angels going all in, not trading Otani, is backfiring miserably as they've lost six straight and plummet more in the standings, including the wild card standings. So there you go. There it is. Now, this was your uh, Taylor Swift nugget here. So our own Monty Bolaño is going to see Taylor Swift. We have not gotten confirmation how much the tickets are, are costing. Doesn't matter. Is it over it's, or under what it would pay to get in to see Lionel Messi in Dallas? Oh, I don't know what that is. It's like 390-something. Oh, it's, ba- way <laughs> it's way over. It's way over. over that. Face value is more than that. Mm. <laughs> it's way over that. I, one of my friends put out a tweet. He was like, hey, I was just checking this out. He's in the Bay Area. He was like, I'm just checking out the cost of tickets. Yeah. And they were high up. Yeah. Monty, it was thousands of dollars. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, yeah. <laughs> but hey, good for her. This was the nugget on Taylor Swift. She has given bonuses to every person on the Eras Tour yes! staff, totaling $55 million. Yep. Those are the bonuses that she's given out. That's that, awesome. That is awesome. But man, you talk about... I'm contributing to those bonuses. <laughs> You talk about an uber successful tour where you've got 55 mil to just be like, hey, thanks for being there for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yep. Man, that is doing it. I'll tell you what. Heavy heart tonight, Monsi. Yes. Why? It's my last night with my girlfriend and the cats that we've been babysitting for the last three months. This is it. Why? Where are they going? I love the cats. They're not going anywhere, but we are. So we rented this house for the last three months in Champaign, Illinois. Majestic, tropical Champaign, Illinois. If you haven't been, you got to go. Um, so we rented this house. And this is it. This is the last night. So after the show, in, I don't know, like 40 seconds, we're going to use the grill, have a little barbecue on the deck, and then we got to say bye to the kitties, and we're off to our next place. Where did the kitties come from? So... <laughs> We just found this place, and uh, they were like, yeah, we need someone to, to just you know rent the house for three months. And we're like, all right, cool. Yeah, that should work. And they were like, by the way, can you take care of our cats while you're here? And I was like, what? They're like, yeah, you know, the cats, just feed them, you know, change the litter box, that sort of thing. I'm like, yeah, sure. I love these freaking so cats. So now you're going to go get cats. It's moral of the story. I, I'm more of a dog guy. Cats. I'm, I'm going to get a dog and a cat. Yeah, you should. Love them, cats. 
I love these cats, man. I would miss them like crazy. I might even shed tears tonight. It's Aww. that serious, Monty. There might be a little little left eye, little like, uh, it's, it's dusty in here. Just take them a with you. A little dusty. All right, enjoy the show. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.